0: Welcome to the Downstream from Religion podcast. Here we take a look at the Book of Judges and show how the book highlights the problems and the solutions for our modern times. Feel free to email me with comments or questions, Rabbi, at rabbibailey.com, at ianpaulbailey, Paul with two Ls, the number seven ways, the number seven ways wellness, on Twitter, all three Twitters. Most importantly, please subscribe, tell your friends, and write a good review. We are going to continue our discussion with the next two judges, chapter 10. The judges are named Tola and Yair. However, I wanted to just finish a little bit more with the previous uh, leader, Avi Melech, as a king. One of the Jewish commentators, Radak middle Age commentator writes from the Middle Ages, I don't know how old he was at the time, that Avi Melech was, um, he's not only a tragic king figure, but he, he is mentioned because he did save the Jewish people at the time, even though it doesn't say so, we assume he saved the Jewish people from their foes, from these villains. Just to extend that idea, the next two judges, Tola and Yair, It mentions that they saved Israel, they judged Israel. It does not say which supervillains they were, but they did save many people. Now, we have to understand, for what reason do we not hear the unique details of their achievements? I believe the idea is as follows, you know, in the face of tyranny the evil symbolisms of idolatry, and living in fear, certain abilities do not flourish. Certain personalities are more stifled. In line with the pattern of this book, I am going to argue that Tola and Yair personified the fifth and sixth steps towards kingship that are supposed to happen. But these steps are more inept, unfortunately they are less potent in the face of aggressive tyranny with tremendous propaganda. These attributes, uh, number five, I would call emotional giving. It also contains looking at individuals in a unique fashion. The, The individual is unique from the group, so you have human rights or supporting individuals because they are unique um emotional assuaging people making them feel better tending to emotions this goes down in the face of fear living in a time of fear when someone is always thinking about where is their food coming from um that hegelian dialectic that i mentioned in the introduction you know the false prophets say we must be afraid of this idol and feed it and Give it, give it gifts. Living in that brainwashed fear, it is a cult. People are not as generous. People do not think about higher order giving and the uniqueness of the individual. The same thing with the sixth step. The sixth step is psychology, uh, innovation in uh, society, business, entrepreneurship. Okay. High-order innovation, psychological topics, entrepreneurship, and vision. People are less likely to do entrepreneurship, to take a risk in scary times. They don't have that that higher-level thinking to bring together people to make groups. Step number six is personified by Joseph. He wants to bring together the tribes. He brings together Egypt, the uniter of people, innovative methods and ideas. Not art innovation or technology, but society structuring uh, organizations and step number five that is personified by aaron aaron and miriam and six is joseph and huldah the female prophet briefly briefly mentioned later we will speak about that in my seven ways women's ways series one day god willing so step five and six these more human and emotional and sociological attributes have a very hard time getting off the ground when you have tyranny and corruption and that is exactly the epidemic of our time you know there's more of a problem from fear and anxiety hopelessness than from the disease itself people did die from this disease it is real I've seen it in people but it's not death in the streets people do take medicine they do recover uh, individ- certain individuals could have been quarantined and not the whole world. Um, it was mismanaged, either on purpose or by ignorance. Regardless of political opinion, set it all aside, although I think I understand most of my uh, listenership, <laughs> um the, the epidemic in our times is fear, you know, the media, corrupt leaders, and some of those corporations that are big and evil, uh, some of them, they want us to live in fear, to prey upon us and take away rights, take advantage of us. In those times, generosity goes down. Generosity has gone down worldwide. Giving, donation, creativity in the arts is down. Innovation in technology, innovation in the workplace, entrepreneurship, uh, on average, is down. However, there are individuals who, quote, shake it off and have kept fighting, staying steady, working to make money and innovation. Related, I noticed that in the Olympics, there were a lot of people who broke records or did very well. And those people are the ones who did not sit at home and live in fear and have high cortisol levels, which causes weight gain, prevents weight loss. They they exercised. If they had to stay home, they exercised at home or outdoors or with certain groups in certain states. So it is possible to uh, remove yourself from that average that group and on a a smaller scale my clients who have suffered through abuse even just at work let alone at home when they grow up part of this trauma healing is that people take time every day that is their time you can't people shouldn't live in constant fear all day i tell them take five minutes or 60 minutes or whatever to listen to your music watch your show validate yourself feel settled and that's based on research, you know, the whole Biderman report, they studied people coming back from Vietnam, they studied um, the abuse and the brainwashing of people being taken captive overseas, and other reports they studied cults, and they always keep people on edge. So whether you believe this COVID business, it was uh, released on purpose, by accident, people are taking advantage of other people uh, through tyranny and control, or even if it's just the side effect of media and messaging, living in fear is not the answer, and that is what the message of Tola and Yair are telling us. So, first of all, I tweeted out a map from this wonderful book from the uh, Ruff Cook Foundation, Moshe Tzur Cook, the Dot Micra Bible Atlas. I tweeted out page 163. Just a, it's a great map of all the different uh, shoftim, all the different judges around the land of Israel. So, Tola here is on the border of Issachar and Manasseh. Let's get into it. So, Tola, this is uh, chapter 10, verse 1. Tola. Where was he? He was from Shamir and was buried in Shamir. Immediately, if you know Hebrew, this jumps out at you. Tola means a worm. Shamir is a worm. (laughs) Immediately, the symbolism of the worm is not dirtiness. It is humility. To be humble. Pua. Son of Pua. Pua means to coo a little baby, to make a baby feel better. I mentioned Shephra and Pua in the book of Exodus. Uh, uh, Moses is given to someone else, right? To Batya, Pharaoh's daughter. And Shephra and Pua, the nursemaids, uh, possibly his mother and sister with different names. So Pua, they're cooing the baby. Dodo. Ben-Dod means a nephew. Some people understand that Tola was a nephew of Abimelech. For that to happen, they would have to, like, f- their fathers and mothers from different tribes. Um, so if that doesn't work out, if it doesn't make sense that they're from different tribes, Ben-Dodo means his grandfather's name was Dodo. It means beloved. It's the same idea. Your uncle, Do, it's called a dode in Hebrew because they're beloved. They come and give you a present. They joke around, give you some candy, and then um, they don't discipline you. You don't have any animosity towards them if they're just generous. So you're, this Tola, humble coming from loving caring nurturing family notice how this pua this sort of a parent who helps a child to feel comfortable is the healthy manifestation the flip side of that evil female of what archetypes we're talking about which relates to excuse me for mentioning this certain pornographic things to want this female to make us feel better and take care of us that is the opposite of taking initiative okay interesting So total is humility, the proper amount of emotional assuagement. Beloved family members, he comes along with his uh, number five attribute to bring emotional health to the Jewish people. But he's also from Yisachar, he's from Issachar. And Issachar mentions in Chronicles, he knew how to deal with the times. What does that mean? So the times are the Jewish calendar, Uh, which is just as complex as the Aztec calendar, if not more so in some ways. So he comes from a tribe of people that relate to the investigative attribute, which was number four we spoke about, Deborah, Gideon. So we have a man who understands emotional side of things and a man who understands analytic side of things, coming to Mount Ephraim, coming to, again, the Joseph tribes we constantly mention this rift between Joseph and G- Judah and the other um, tribes come together gathering around each of those leaders at different times. So here, I think that Tola is reminding Manasseh that, hey, you guys are powerful and strong. You have land in Israel, outside of Israel. Your ancestor had innovative ideas, Those innovative ideas can save us and unite us, or they can bring us to be too secular and too idolatrous. It's a powerful attribute. So what I need you to do, my friend, is I need you to remember to be humble and value individuals. I need you to stop and to think, to be intellectual and analytic, to study. To show an example of this, you know, let's get back to Joshua and the tribes. Joshua was from from Ephraim, from Joseph, and he was one individual who's trying to motivate many tribes around him. How do you motivate other people? Let's take positive discipline. It's not just a parenting method. It can be done in the workplace. So one way to do things is fear-based, orders-based model. It's been around predominantly for you know, thousands of years. Just telling your child to do something, telling an employee, but they don't have buy-in. They don't have brainstorming so sitting down with a child or with a an employee and saying to them what are the issues here what are the possible solutions buy-in brainstorming becoming part of something other ways to motivate the tribes to finish the job in israel other ways to motivate children and tribes as a leader even if you have ideas in mind that is a manifestation of what i'm talking about that even though someone is a leader. In terms of innovation and entrepreneurship, they need to be careful to research enough. They have to be careful to take the value of the individual in mind. And step number five and six, what we call Hoden Sod, these the, the Aaron and the Joseph. They're actually related. If you can, if you, you know your personality typing, the this INFJ ENFP sort of this uh, intuitive feelings help person that helps people is similar to the enfj you have sort of a leader who's more emotional and feelings based not that aggressive bossy ceo type but someone who is assertive enough to be a leader like joseph but still getting involved in feelings involved in emotional development that sort of thing um there's similarity between these two ideas and that's why yair is coming here Yair is the next overlapping judge. He's, he lives in the area, I believe, that Manasseh. Manasseh, Joseph's tribe, was on the other side of the Jordan. Certain tribes lived on the other side of the Jordan River. We'll speak about why in a minute. And he is innovative. He's here. He's great at entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial endeavors. And just this as the sixth step is... Part of it's uniting disparate components. Joseph bringing everything together. Yair shows us here that part of success is knowing when to take the particulars and details and spread them out. Still keep things connected, but spread it out. 30 sons riding 30 foals, right? Young horses. And 30 different cities. That is um, knowing how to keep disparate parts connected, even if they're not enmeshed one on top of the other." So it is no surprise to us that Yair, um, you know harnessing this attribute of Joseph uh, is able to find financial financial success. The financial success comes along with um, the the bigger vision, uh, innovation, you know Joseph uh, ideas about, innovative ideas about a business and entrepreneurship, ideas about conserving the grain, looking ahead into the future, Not just looking at the factory worker next to you on the factory floor. Having the vision and understanding of sociology and when to blur the lines and go forward and take risk. He shakes off idolatrous fear. He's outside of Israel. He's a little bit of a nomadic country, but still uh, fresh greenery over there. He's like Joseph. He's outside of his brothers. He's thriving over there. He's got multiple children, 30 children. It's like a large number, but still manageable. 10 times 3. 10 is a certain wholeness. 3 is, you have 2, but then the third one decides the matter. It's a status quo. It's a certain, certain steadiness he has as 30 children. He is incredibly successful in entre- entrepreneurial endeavors. And he judges Israel. Um, he, he brings ed- ed- uh, advice, and leadership, and messaging about still being financially prosperous and still hustling and being motivated despite the fear of tyranny. Similar but overlapping concepts. I would say what five is to six, hod is to yisod what emotions are to psychology. Tola and Aaron bring emotional health and getting people past emotional conflict, uh, whereas Joseph... And Yair bring uh, psychology, more advanced human relations, and innovation. Though so that's the messaging here, and it really struggles in our time. In our times, uh, donations are down, innovation is down, and we absolutely have to gird ourselves and say we deserve to exist. God has a plan. We can all make it through this together. Not the disease. I'm talking about uh, governments and idolatrous people taking advantage trying to make a dearth of religion you know people oh idolatry doesn't exist today it's just an idea well it 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 does exist um it is an idea that where people are corrupt and they don't believe in god and they you know obsess over um imagery and magic rather than actual god and divine providence but more images came out i just saw a woman with full of uh, pentagram tattoos including baphomet with black horns, dressed inappropriately, I couldn't. I could, averted my eyes right away. Mostly covered, but not appropriate. And behind her were a bunch of men in cloaks, ready to be given orders. I mean, l- it's not like metaphorical; it's literal. They found a bunch of goats with their heads cut off. You know, in a river. Okay, so there is idolatry today. To to get rid of God, God forbid, to get rid of God from the mind, God forbid, and to Um, control people and get them to be involved in destructive society. But we need to gather together, Jew, Christian, any other faith that wants to be constructive and bring those steady ideals in the world. And that's really the message here. There are tribes that live on the other side of the Jordan. Why? For what reason? Well, they say the reason they wanted to live there is because they have so much cattle, so much wealth. They want to live there. And God says, okay. Okay. But I don't think God said yes unless he thought they could handle it. I believe that Reuben and Gad and half of Manasseh Manasseh that lives there, they have the personality that can thrive in a quote-unquote secular culture. So Manasseh, Manasseh, they they naturally are innovative people like Joseph who can thrive in a secular society. You have people like that who can still maintain their religiousness And for the rest of people, they need to have extra boundaries, whether it's clothing or prayer or physical boundaries. God have your boundaries. God was good in battle. I see him as having a little commanding inside of him. Some people are very naturally strong, almost aggressive. They need to use that to remain religious in a secular environment. And Reuben, according to how we understood Reuben, he's highly adaptive. He's more of an Isaac abigail type of figure someone who's adaptive aggressive uh, you know adapting adapting to a certain environment you can be susceptible to inappropriateness, appropriateness but no reuben is extroverted he is a leader even people who are adaptive when they're in that secular environment away from their synagogue church etc away from the study hall they can always think i'm adapting to something that's not in front of me i'm adapting to god i'm adapting to my religion just like Reuben is, is a strong figure for, for not for, he didn't get the chance to be a king or a priest, Cohen. But he was a leader in terms of saving saving Joseph, in terms of um, standing up for his mother versus his stepmother. Localized. Fixing of problems. So, the message for us as well, as we transition to, Yiftach, Jeff Tath. Jeff Tath. Yeah, these are great names in English, aren't they? Haha. <laughs> I highly, highly urge everyone to learn Hebrew. If you're going to, to learn anything besides your own studies, um, accessing the Hebrew of the Tanakh, of the 24 books of the Septuagint, of the Jewish canonical scriptures, will be highly informative. As you see, even just throwing out a few words every podcast here, we get so much meaning. So, within the Hebrew within our own lives we have to have hope we we have to pers- perseverate on the fact that there is hope and god has a plan bad things happen in the world we didn't even know about we kept going uh, we have to pray and stay steady and focus on our emotional health our psychological health uh, socializing staying calm staying low anxiety focusing on making a living which is also a religious endeavor. As it says, "Vasata It says, in that Shema prayer, it says, in "Deuteronomy: You will gather your um, grains and your oils and everything." It's part. Of, you know, even the secular is actually religious. We will focus on entrepreneurship and pray, and God will help us to make it through these crazy, crazy idolatrous times. To set faith in God as the status quo. Thank you for listening to. This downstream from religion podcast feel free to email me with comments or questions or a better british accent i didn't maintain it uh to rabbi rabbibailey.com on my twitters at the number seven ways wellness at the number seven ways or ian paul bailey paul with two l's um we got a facebook page all kinds of stuff but share share the content it's about studying together Uh, Please feel free to reach out with thoughts and ideas and share this with other people to unlock the powerful books of godly scripture.